NASDAQ is rocking thanks to a big gain in Apple. And we're looking at all-time highs. If we can stay here towards the close. Max Washman joins us back from Miramar Capital, portfolio manager. Uh, Max, so uh, let's talk Apple first. Are you still an Apple fan? Uh, yes, Oliver. Uh, good to see you. And yes, we still like Apple a lot. Okay. Uh, it's had a nice pause for a while. So, you know, it's been hovering around the 120s to 130 range. Uh, we think it's going to be a third to fourth quarter story. But yeah, we still like it a lot. Okay, so are you surprised then, uh, maybe not, if Apple's powering up in the NASDAQ? We've still got this growth trade that just won't go away, Max. Uh, you know, today it's Apple, but Apple's actually been a, more of a lagger to some degree with compared to some of the uh, kind of uh, uh, tech names, Facebook, Alphabet. Uh, but then on the other end of the spectrum, you've got these really, really frothy, expensive stocks that are still down in bear market territory. So what do you make of this kind of separation of wheat from chaff that we've seen? Well, I think if you had a 10-year treasury chart, it looks to me like Apple and a lot of these large cap tech stocks are following the 10-year treasury. As interest rates have been going down on the 10-year, you've seen the NASDAQ and the large cap NASDAQ start to be resurrected a little bit. They've been stalled for a while, and I think you're seeing money flow a little bit back into them. It's same thing with the financials. If you laid a, the financials over the 10-year treasury, they had a nice move, and now they've been going down along because interest rates on the 10 years gone from 175 range is now like hovering around 150, 149. So to me, this is more of a, a question of what's happening with interest rates that's affecting the short term. All right, as we speak, uh, NASDAQ is just pumping. We're at 14,100 right now, up almost 90 basis points on the day. Yeah. Max, uh, some of the other tech companies that you like are more of those kind of big ships that turn more slowly, but uh, carry a lot of weight and income when they move. Uh, Broadcom, Texas Instruments. Is that still the core of the tech themes that you like? Yes, we still like it. It's actually Broadcom, we have a big investment. It's one of our largest chips. Texas Instruments, another one. Qualcomm, we add, had reduced it a little bit, still a position in the portfolio. But if you like the cellular, if you like data centers, then we think Broadcom is the way to play it. You know, you're getting paid, you know, 15, 16 times earnings, you're getting a 3% dividend yield. And we think the future of this company is tremendous. Texas Instruments to us is much more of an industrial play because as the housing, as the cars, I mean, they're everywhere. Construction to us, Texas Instruments is just a core position and they've been hitting on all cylinders, even in, in light of the fact that you've had a, ship, a, a chip shortage, if you will, that's been there. But these are yeah, our, some of our largest positions in our portfolio, actually, not just in tech, but in our portfolio. Max, also in your portfolio, energy companies like uh, Oniok and Chevron, and uh, they have been, as we were talking crude oil in the last block, crude really remaining consistent, uh, breaking through 70 bucks pretty cleanly without a lot of resistance. Uh, Oniok has been jamming now, Chevron sitting near the highs. How long can this oil classic now like a prehistoric energy trade go because folks were right in the obituary for energy just four or five months ago with all the love for evs well like you know for us one oak is it you know it's a midstream macro gas play so they gather it uh they they go through the base and they go through the dakotas through oklahoma texas so to us you know it, we like it for the characteristics and we think natural gas is, is still a strong player it also plays with some of the clean energy. So to us, paying about a 7% dividend yield, we think that's a central play. 
Oil, on the other hand, like the Chevron, the Exxons, and the Royal Dutches of the world, they have issues. They, there's no question. Chevron Dutch just has the best balance sheet, and we still think oil is going to remain higher. Keep in mind that you have this push. You know, Rochelle just is basically selling out the Permian Basin, and it's very expensive in the Permian Basin. You know, you have to have mass scale. So as people try to cut down in, I would say, drilling, that, and we have this push towards electricity, if you will, and alternatives, you're going to have less oil in the U.S. So to me, I think oil could be, as we turn back on the economies, I think oil could stay elevated. At this level, who knows? I mean, because this, you know, a lot of times we feel that this, this commodities can be manipulated for whatever reason in the short term, but we still like oil long term. And, you know, at a, at a 5% dividend yield, it's in a low interest rate environment, we, we don't see you going wrong with this. Okay. So uh, once again, we've kind of got this uh, story of a market that's been a little bit divided. Uh, Max, so is there potential here for there to be something coming down the pike that folks aren't thinking about uh, in terms of the macro catalyst? I mean, we've been so focused on reopening, reflation, right? But uh, over the last week, we've seen some of those trades, with the exception of some of these energy stocks. I mean, uh, some of these have slowed relative to growth. I mean, is there something here that uh, is going to surprise, whether it's the Fed or maybe there's policy that's not being priced in? What do you make of this? Well, we absolutely, I think surprises are on the horizon. They're coming. I mean, taxes alone could really be transformative because we're talking about if you change the capital gains, if you start going retroactive, if, if you start taxing Bitcoin, I mean, that would change the whole atmosphere. So, you know, we have potential with taxation that could really be disruptive if all of a sudden there's no real long-term capital gains. But we think the biggest one's going to be from the Fed. And whether they signal it on Wednesday or whether they go forward, at some point they're going to have to turn off this picket. I mean, we're not in a wartime economy anymore. The country's not shut down. So to us, to keep buying $80 billion on their balance sheets each month seems a little ridiculous. And at this point, what are they going to do? So I think everybody's anticipating it to a certain extent, but if they really start turning it off and they let interest rates go, then we think interest rates go up. And if they go up quickly, and you've seen this before, Oliver, it can happen days or weeks, uh, we think that would spook the growth side of the market that you're seeing the rally into right now. Yeah. If people are rotating right now out of the financials, out of the industrials, and they're going back to the FANG, if you will, because interest rates are down. But we both know that if that were to change in a heartbeat, people would be saying, wait a second, inflation's coming back. I don't know about anybody else, but when I go to the gas station and I have to fill up my car, you know, you'll get $4 and above. So it's hard for me to say there's no inflation. It's hard for me to say when you go driving or when you go to the grocery store that there's no commodity inflation out there. So I would like to know from the Fed, could you please define what transient is? Like, is it three, <laughs> six months, nine months? What do you define as inflation? Because once we're turned back on, Europe is turned, I mean, Europe's behind us. What are they going to do? I mean, they're running this uh, economy like it's a wartime. And there's no reason for it. Okay. Max, uh, thanks for the input here and uh, a good day for your Apple holding and uh, Broadcom in the mix as well. As we see the NASDAQ end, the future's now up 1% in the uh, another 90 seconds of trading here after the close. Just an explosive finish for tech today. Thanks, Max, for the update on your holdings. Uh, as Thanks always, a lot, Alex. you got it. Max Wasserman, founder and senior portfolio manager at Miramar Capital.